0: Good morning, and a welcome to the sports desk on your Friday morning, Friday, the eighth of July. Uh, and it's a cold, blistery morning out
1: there. Ooh. Bring your coats and uh, um, and your what's it called? Rain. <laughs> I thought you were about to say Mikey card, Sam. Yeah, bring that too. <laughs> yeah, but the
0: what is the device that you use to cover your head in the rain? You just pop it. Umbrella.
1: Umbrella, I don't know yes. why that
0: took... I haven't had my coffee yet, so... Oh, that's why. That's why. <laughs> just, just, <it's laughs> off start. I just need to restart the motor. Wow. Okay. Umbrella, yes.
1: We should know that.
0: I yes, mean, we should. If you don't own Umbrella in Melbourne, what are you doing? Get around.
1: Yeah, get around. It's <laughs> like Fantastic. Have you seen the full-body ones? I Full think, body. I think it's a Japanese design, and it and it literally covers the entire body, and it like finishes at your ankles, so your ankles get really wet. Same as your shoes, but everything else is pretty uh, pretty dry, bone dry. Wow, well, you learn something new every day on the sports desk. They're a bit quirky, the Japanese.
0: Um, wow, uh, and I guess we should go straight into the sporting news. We've got some hot Massive topics uh, right off this morning. Uh, And we'll go straight into the tennis. We will break down, but some massive news with uh, Nick Kyrgios this morning. Uh, and Rafael Nadal, take us through it.
1: Well, hello, Sam. It's a pleasure to be on the show today. <laughs> no, uh, look, unfortunately, this. I have a tear in the muscle in the abdominal, and uh, oh, you know no. it's uh, un- unfortunate for me because you know, no, you know, you don't like to lose many tournaments, and uh, in very good uh, form at the moment, Sam. But uh, unfortunately, uh, at the moment, uh, you know, cannot, cannot play, cannot play, cannot play. No, 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 good for me.
0: If anyone didn't realise that this is uh, Michael's terrible impersonation of Rafa, um, hey. but he's <laughs> out of the competition.
1: We shouldn't be teasing him. He's- no, no, he's in a lot of pain <laughs> at the moment. This is just sorry, Rafa, if you're listening.
0: Uh, abdominal injury uh, in the quarterfinal victory over American Taylor Fritz, uh, and so he's conceded the the semi final. So oh, it's massive. Nick Kyrgios will
1: go straight into the final, the Grand Slam. Uh, it's massive. Huge. It's huge, Sam. I mean, we, we're, we're watching that game uh, where Rafa was playing American Taylor Fritz, who is currently seated 11th, and, you know, fifth set tiebreak that lasted for more than four hours, and Rafael dull. I mean, he's got this incredible will to just continue to fight, um, but he was clearly in pain, Sam, and... You know, you never like to see a champion bow out. When, no. when, when, when he said in his press conference after his quarterfinal win, he did say, um, you know, it looks unlikely that I'll get up for the semi-final. And, and everyone sort of thought, but it's Rafael Nadal. He's a fighter. He'll, he'll be there somehow. Even if, you know, he's on one leg, he'll, he'll still play it. But this must be a really serious injury. And he's clearly looking at the future, Sam, and going, you know, where's, where's my next opportunity to play? Um, and and if he wants to play in the U.S. Open, I think he he just has to, you know, rest up and and get himself right. Yep, yeah,
0: definitely. We'll definitely touch on a lot more tennis uh, in the next break, but we'll go straight through to the NRL. Last night, Cronulla were too strong for the Melbourne Storm. Uh, Jesse Raymond scored a hat trick of tries to lead uh, the Sharks to a twenty-eight uh, to six victory at Shark Park.
1: Uh, so the losing streak for Melbourne Storm continues. I know it's 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 a bit uncharacteristic from them at the moment, Sam. But clearly, you know when you are the hunted side in the NRL, there are going to be a lot of clubs that do their homework and uh, probably go to a couple more echelons to try and beat them. So clearly, Melbourne are in you know a little run at the moment, but um, still pretty confident. You know, come come the crunch, that they'll that they'll get up for a, for a couple of big games. Uh, AFL round
0: 17 Underway The Cats of course uh, Takes top spot now uh, Off the D's Who they defeated By 28 points Down at the category At category
1: The, the category They're oh, in I their own the category fam. That's how good they are The Cats <laughs> <laughs> A 7th win in a row For them Can you believe that <laughs> I can't believe that. And, you know, backing up after a massive 112-point win against North last week. And, yeah, it's, it's funny, Sam. Like, with that construction side at the moment, the poor Demons fans, they had to sit on, on a wing. I know. That it's was it's such a bit a... weird. It's like an away area
0: to, at a soccer game. It's very bizarre. Uh, And I I reckon that actually came into play, the the different sections. So uh, whoever was kicking that way, we're kicking to an empty crowd. He didn't have the crowd. um, So an interesting. But we'll definitely delve more into that game. And, of course, uh, AFL Round 17 continues tonight. We will touch on that soon. Cricket, uh, India defeated England in the first T20I, 50 runs uh, in the first of three matches
1: at Southampton. Southampton, lovely part of the world. I think the Titanic may have been there at one point, Sam. Um, <laughs> and England, yeah, fun fact, to that fact. fun fact for your morning. Um, but how good have England been? I mean, they they bet India by seven wickets uh, to square that Test series to all, and they've been scoring prolifically. So I mean, they they're getting their eye into you know for this ODI series with Joe Root in seriously good form. He made 142 in that Test of 173 balls, and Johnny Bairstow. How about him, Sam? 114 got out of 145 deliveries as England raced to that total that they were chasing in 76.4 overs in that Test match. So very impressive. And the good part was, with that chasing down of that total, it means it is their biggest successful run chase in England history, which eclipses that that 359, which a lot of Australian cricket fans have sleepless nights over in Headingley in 2019 in the Ashes, where, of course, Ben Stokes, the current England cricket captain uh, scored that massive ton so yeah good. You're, you're popping up England but they lost they, so I know ended. they did lose I didn't. I know they lost in the ODI but I thought I would mention them uh, in the test match they, oh, they ended okay. up getting up by seven wickets but yes
0: um, the women's Euros soccer mm. in uh, England a massive crowd at Old Trafford breaking records uh, for the women's game, 70,000 were there. So it does make, uh, me a bit excited about the women's world cup here next yes. year and stuff. I, th- I think we're just going to smash records left, right and centre. Uh, just thinking back to the MCG a couple of years ago with the Australian cricket, uh, the girls there. So definitely. Uh, we've got some works to do next year when the the women's come by. Speaking of women's, the AFLW season seven fixture has been announced, Ooh. pushed earlier in the year. Yes, it is. Um, and so we'll have a festival of footy, even right up through uh, Grand Final week, which is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll have, we've will got some uh, Friday before uh, the public holidays, a few games then, and then
1: one on the morning Grand Final day at uh, just down the road at um, Punt Road. Wow, that'll be that'll be a great build up particularly for Richmond uh, are in the grand final. I mean they're every chance to be in in the men's division but yeah, this is fantastic Sam. And um also massive shout out to the Essendon uh, VFL W team who won the grand final on Sunday yes. last week. So that's massive for them. I mean obviously they've they have a big injection of players coming through with Maddie Press Parkers, Bonnie Too Good, um and a couple more Carlton players as well. So there's a few of them Sam uh, jumping ship which doesn't happen too often in the AFL. But, uh, no, yeah, big shout-out like to Andrew Phillips. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't like to see it, do we? But, um, yeah, that was a massive win by the VFLW side. So, a bit of silverware, which is nice for the Dons. First time in a long time. All right. Any other news for you off the press this morning? Oh, it was a good story during the week, Sam. Tour de France. Australian veteran Simon Clarke. How good was that? Winning the fifth stage in a crowning achievement uh, in his massive twenty-year career. How good was that? He made a last-second surge to win his first ever Tour de France stage. Uh, his win comes after a particularly difficult stage, Sam. I don't know how how uh, how well versed you are in uh, in road cycling, but uh, nineteen kilometres of cobbled roads. I feel like that would be quite difficult. Uh, You'd, you'd have to put some ice in uh, on some certain areas, uh, yeah, particularly the gluteus four. maximus. After that. Yeah, I don't, I don't
0: know if I could put up with that, um, yeah, especially cobble roads and and stuff. Uh, I, th- hopefully, a fan won't. W- wasn't it last Tour de France there was a fan with a sign he knocked over like everyone. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> hopefully, they learn from from that mistake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well, too you close to the up. action. I know people want to get you know right up into it, but um, <gasps> oh. yeah, don't devastating. Be, don't be
1: doing that. Don't be doing that. And so a very the, good win for Six
0: stages just uh, finished too, I think. Uh, right from the UAE. Uh it's got it's got the the yellow shirt. I, I can't remember his name. We'll get that we'll get that for you. We'll keep you up to date
1: they are France. We will. But always good to see an Aussie get up in a in a big stage there. So that's that's massive from him. When we come back, um, we'll be more speaking about tennis and then the basketball
0: world, some crazy, crazy um, transfers. Well, I, I think it's Overall. another word in, um, <laughs> in American terms in the basketball. What's it, what's it called? Contracts?
1: Contracts, yeah. yeah. They're, they're made to be broken in, in America, <laughs> Sam, as, as we found out quite a bit. But, uh, and we've also got a great interview coming up at 9.30 from our eSports player who played over the weekend for RMIT Sports. So we will be talking to Hayden Ting... Uh, around 9.30, so stick around for that. All right, awesome stuff. Uh,
0: We'll get to our first song. It's raining out there. Electric Light Orchestra Showdown on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning uh, with Sam and Michael, and it's time to talk some tennis.
1: (laughs) 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 The low budget (laughs) sound.
0: The the two-finger clap. (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
1: (laughs) That's brilliant.
0: <laughs> Take us through. We know we've mentioned up the top this morning. If you just joined, we've had the whole debacle um, with Rafael Nadal bowing out, uh, which means Nick Kyrgios is straight through to the, the Grand Slam final.
1: Look, bro, it's just fantastic to <laughs> oh, no, be able to get no, in. and oh, no, no. Come on, come on. Can't be doing that. <laughs> Look, it's it's incredible, Sam, because... What it does now, it means that Nick Kyrgios will look to be the first Australian man to win the men's single since Leighton Hewitt in 2002. Wow. Uh, I saw a graphic recently and it had 20, as in 20 years since Leighton Hewitt won. And I'm just like, I didn't know Leighton Hewitt had 20 Grand Slam wins. I I thought I was dreaming for a moment. I was like, have I been living under a rock? But look, it's an incredible, it's a, it's an incredible uh, achievement, um, to, to reflect on from Leighton Hewitt. And, uh, he was, he was captured recently at, uh, you know, uh, Wimbledon, the home of tennis, with, uh, with Rod Laver. So that was, that was a good thing to see. But yeah, as we mentioned off the top, Rafael Nadal pulling out with, um, a tear in his, uh, Abdominal, so that's um, clearly very concerning for him. But hopefully, he will be back for the US Open. Uh, In some other news, Sam, so Matt Ebden and Max Purcell, M and M as they call them, are into the men's double final. So they were two sets down and they came back to win. um, And this is only the four-five set win and second win coming from two sets down. for an Australian pair, so saving those match points that was a massive. And again, they're the first Australian finalists in 22 years in the doubles for the men, so that's massive. Uh, also, overnight, um, Matt Ebden again and Sam Stozer in the mixed doubles. Uh, they came runners up in the final. Uh, they they were. Uh, they were the defending Wimbledon mixed doubles champion. So Neil, um, Skupski, and I hope I get my pronunciations right here from, I think it's from England, and, uh, Desiree, uh, Kratkowsk, I think, from America, uh, they ended up winning in the, uh, mixed doubles, Sam. So a couple of big results. Uh, also in the women's draw, um, Alina, uh, Rybakina, I think, uh, is up against, uh, Owens Jaber from, uh, Tunisia. In the women's finals, so we will get a result from that over the weekend. Very, very nice. How's um, the pronunciations there, Sam? Pretty good. Good. Eh? No, no. <laughs> it's pretty difficult. <laughs> I'm glad you're <laughs> it's doing it. tough with no, these no, Eastern no. European and uh, <laughs> African players. Wow, they, they did well. All right, and I guess we better go
0: straight on to basketball. <laughs> Now, before we get onto the world of the NBA and the the contracts and a few of the trades going on uh, over there, which has been insane, uh, we will wrap up the couple of Australian games that the Boomers had. Uh, so of course on Friday, first of July, uh, it was Australia over Japan, ninety-eight to fifty-two. Uh, on Sunday, the third of July, uh, of course it was Australia over China, seventy-one to forty-eight. Big win. They don't play again till Thursday, the twenty-fifth of August, against Bahrain, and Monday, the 29th of August, against Iran. So what do you think of the Boomers' performance um, and some of the maybe the young guys having a go at these
1: uh, qualifying games? Yeah, well, the Boomers were just super dominant Sam and particularly in that in that fourth quarter they they outscored China 26 to 3. So, um very dominant performance uh from the Boomers and yeah, they they will again um be favorites for the Fiber Asian Cup. So, yeah, very very impressive performance from them and um yeah, get through unscathed. Unscathed. Like we like to hear. Uh and I think it's for the World Cup. That, For the World
0: the Asian, Cup. Yeah, so yeah. look forward to that um, when that kicks off. Tips off, I should say. Um, and so take us through to the NBA. Uh, crazy wild things going on over there. Um, what are some of the big names being crossed over uh, and some of the big on ones on the rumour mill?
1: Well, you keep hearing Kevin Durant's name. You just keep hearing it and we keep thinking, you know, can he and will he go back to the Golden State Warriors? I mean, Sam, does, is this is this something that you can see happening? I mean, he's he, he's, we know how good he was in the in the recent Olympic games, and um, you know he's for, for his age, he's still doing you know extremely well. Um, it could be a bit of a you know a bit of a bit of a fairy tale story if he does end up back at the Golden State Warriors, particularly them coming off their, you know, their championship. So it would be, it would be a great story if it happened. I don't know if it will. Um, but, you know, that that's probably the big one I'm sort of trying to follow because, yeah, it, it, if, if he does end up going back to the Golden State Warriors, you don't see it happen too often, do you, players going back to their original club? But it, it, it could happen it could absolutely happen. Um, in, in the free agency period, uh, the Timberwolves um, nabbed uh, Rudy Golbert, uh, the Utah Jazz, they get oh, Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker, Kiesler, Jared Vanderbilt and Lendro Balmaro and four first round picks, if you don't mind. That was a pretty big trade but the one i love because i am a milwaukee bucks fan is uh jingles joe ingles joining the milwaukee bucks now it'll be fascinating to see whether he will be a depth player sam or whether he will actually be you know a starting a starting player but um he's been awesome for the uh, for the Utah jazz over the journey so it'd be great to see him playing for the bucks i'm um, really excited about that one
0: yeah, no, definitely. And, uh, just going through, there's still seven of the top remaining, uh, free agents still available. Uh, I mean, it's probably getting a bit old now. Carmelo he's <laughs> in there, the LA Lakers. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, Phoenix Suns. Oh, he's restricted. Uh, unrestricted. LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Montrezzi Harrell. The Charlotte Hornets, unrestricted. Dennis Schroeder. The Rockets, Colin Sexton at the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's restricted, actually, uh, so it's not done. And uh, what we've seen so far uh, with some of the deals, like it's, nothing surprises me now. <laughs> uh, out of all the leagues in the world for transfers and this kind of thing, I think there nothing holds bar in <laughs> the NBA. Anything and everything is possible. Was it you? I was trying to remember. I was having a conversation and. Uh, the most expensive deal had been done um, or, or it was worth... No, sorry. It was the most
1: expensive player contract in the world. Um, well, well, I mean, we we were talking about LeBron James becoming yes. a billionaire. Yes. Uh, so no, he's no, he's doing was, pretty well. He's maybe it was well. us
0: on the show <laughs> speaking <laughs> about it. But, yeah, worth more than any other you know, sporting contract combined with all the movies. Oh, yes, no, we were talking yeah. about this because we spoke about the movies that he was in as well.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, he he owns the title of the highest earner in, in NBA history and he will eclipse 40, oh, sorry, 400 million in total salary by the end of his current Lakers contract, Sam. So <laughs> he just keeps getting richer and richer. And, of course, the NBA Summer League
0: is also tipped off, so it's a good chance to see some of the young up-and-coming college kids and stuff uh, as well, so stay tuned for that. Um, But uh, exciting times, and we'll bring it all to you uh, as it ever draws closer. When we come back, um, just looking at the time here, we're going a bit early today, Uh, (laughs) we might get straight into AFL Round 17. Continues tonight, Friday night footy, so... We're going to love that. All next on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. Speaking of footy, I think I mentioned briefly last week, uh, Robbie Williams. Yes. We'll be heading oh. the grand final halftime entertainment uh, with what he says is a special select Australian band. He's going to be wow. picking his own band. So I think that's a good pick. Uh, when it gills, probably last
1: decisions he'll do. That's um, Was, was and Robbie, a good one. Was, was Robbie doing some uh, recruiting at the Reckling Cup? Was he, Sam? Did, was <laughs> he looking for some talent there? Maybe, Maybe, never know. Uh, He did
0: put out a video, Robbie, uh, (laughs) holding
1: a Sharon. um, And there
0: was that viral footage a couple months ago. Maybe he knew, and this was him teasing it, uh, he was doing a life score update between the Carlton and North Melbourne game (laughs) when he was down here doing a show. Uh, So in celebration of that, uh, and one of the classics here, I do want to hear live. think Maybe Colleen Minogue will get involved, or or of course maybe we'll get, they're making the joke on Fox Footy, maybe we'll get Mike Brady to sing the other (laughs) part. <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
2: oh,
0: oh, <laughs> this is, of course, kids, Robbie Williams and <laughs> no, Kylie Minogue. Wouldn't this, this would be massive for the grand This would be great. <laughs> <laughs> this is all the sports <laughs> no desk way. on your Friday morning. Kids, Robbie Williams and Kylie Minogue on the sports desk on your Friday morning. Uh, just speaking, Robbie Williams will headline the grand final entertainment for the AFL. Let me entertain you, Sam. It's (laughs) going to be very exciting. Uh, I'm very pumped for it.
1: I did not know, back in 2014, he was offered to come to the grand final and perform three songs. And he turned down a million dollars from the AFL. Absolutely. So, clearly, with petrol prices and whatnot, Sam, he decided to... (laughs) Maybe this time is the right decision. (laughs) A million bucks for three songs. For
2: three songs.
0: Wow, okay. Round 17. And last night, down at the Cattery, GMHBA, the Cats got it done. Thursday night footy, the last
1: Thursday night footy of the year. Can you believe that? Wow, I can believe that actually. Uh, It's (laughs) it's cold time of the year, but (laughs) yeah, you want to win. Um,
0: Catter's... GMHBA, which is currently being rebuilt, is still, seems to be still a stronghold for the Cattery ever- It's difficult ground to play out. Uh, especially, it's so skinny. If you l- ever look at the shape of the ground, it's very bizarre how yeah. skinny and uneven mm-hmm. it is. A lot of out-of-bounds um, on the full set. Mm. Yeah, it's MC- very narrow. Melbourne used to, you know, the wide space of the yes. MCG. Uh, so that caused a lot of problems. Uh, but Did. it was the Cats, 12-19-91, uh, over the Melbourne D's nine nine sixty 28 points in the end, A couple of goals for Mitch Duncan, Cameron Guthrie, uh, Gary Rowan. Petrarca got three big yeah, one in the good. losing game. Uh, there's disposals. Jack Viney thirty five, Clay Oliver thirty four, Mitch Duncan thirty two, uh, Dangerfield thirty one, Cameron yeah. Guthrie twenty eight. Big game from him. So yeah, six, he was great six. Oh, sorry, seven wins in a row for the Cattery and sitting pretty on the top of the ladder. What was your thoughts from
1: the game? Well, first and foremost, uh, Paddy Dangerfield last week, he kicked a goal in the first 28 seconds of the game. And <sighs> last night, he did not look like he missed a beat. I mean, you know, you, you speak of... pace,
0: too. You but speak...
1: Oh, Sam... Clayton Oliver was charging after him, and he's pretty quick, that guy. And then, yes, bang! Couldn't catch him. Um 32 disposals, 9 clearances, 8 inside 50s. And listen to this, Sam, a whopping 702 metres gained. And... hard to believe that he finished with um, zero goals four. I think he's for, for those who watched the post game uh, <laughs> little interview with Paddy Dangerfield, his grandfather was around. Oh. Um, he's fit and firing grandfather, and they're making some comment about how he didn't have the right accreditation and he was using his 1996 uh, library card to get into the ground, <laughs> <laughs> <Wow. laughs> which I thought was really funny. But there's there's, a, there's some good banter between them too, and um, yeah, he was roasting Paddy Dangerfield's um <laughs> inaccuracy in front of goal, which I thought was pretty funny. But yeah, um, what what a big in he is. And um, they've managed him really well, Geelong. I think they could have been tempted to bring him in a little bit earlier, Sam, yep. but they've they've held off on him. And uh, Tom Atkins as well in the in the engine room was really impressive with 21 disposals, nine tackles, nine clearances. So clearly um, he's been one of their standout players this year. And uh, yeah, again, talk about holding players back. I mean, I think he was dominating the VFL well before he got into the Geelong seniors. So pretty impressive, Sam. Particularly this was the 10 year reunion of 2000. And, and eleven plus one, of course, with those COVID years. So uh, Jimmy Bartel, J Pod, a couple of those big players yeah. in that uh, in that grand final in 2011 against the Paz. Uh they were up there and, and enjoying the game quite well. And I'm sure Selwood, uh, Chris Scott, and a couple of those other players would have uh, enjoyed seeing those guys back at the Cattery yeah no no they were flash flashing up to the the box a few times during the coverage and uh
0: <laughs> there was a meme on Twitter that I saw um they were throwing back to the uh the the smashing that, that famous smashing academiac park against Melbourne which was yes. like hundred and ninety points or something uh something crazy like that uh but interesting mm. uh d s look pretty vulnerable i know yes uh, the, mm. Couple games now. I think they're ready at the picking. The hunters. Yes. The hunter has become the hunted. They have. Um, and some teams struggle back to back uh becoming that hunted and uh an away game has just tripped them up a bit. Uh So Geelong go top of the ladder and they've just come out of nowhere and, and including, i put my hand up, uh, I've been one to kind of discount them this year. Yeah, me Everyone's too. Everyone's kind of forgot about them and they just sat quietly building up, getting a few players back um and ready to pounce and they did. Number one spot out of nowhere... Mm. No one's seen it coming. So, um, well, well done to the Cats and uh, big game next week against the Blues at the G. So things uh, say- things
1: are really heating up. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a great clash. And yeah, no, it's worth it's worth just quickly touching on Melbourne. I, I think you know their dominance in the midfield has clearly been something that's held them in good stead over this period of time where they have had dominance. You know, obviously having Max Gorn back, Luke Jackson back from injury. You know, they they did make a big difference in the engine room, but. At the same time, Sam, their connection um, to forward 50 has been a real struggle for them. And if it wasn't for Christian Petrarca kicking a couple of really nice goals from outside 50, and Ben Brown having some good moments, uh, players like Bailey Fritch have been and James uh, Spargo as well have been out of form. So th- those guys have got to come back into form, and they've still got to work out who their probably their other tall forward target is, other than because uh, Sam Wiedemann. I don't think been playing or hasn't been doing much so they do need another a key forward target no, it's, so it's they've been interesting struggling that um, yeah
0: it, it will become an, uh, a factor going forward mm. I, I think i mean maybe just because of their flashy midfield last year and just the overall dominance, it wasn't really a factor in the game yeah uh but as things are catching up with them um yeah, no, very, very interesting.
1: They've got some work to do, Melbourne. Uh, I'm not sure who they face next week. Well, the Port, Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide, interesting. Port Adelaide pair. And then they've got the Bulldogs, Fremantle and Collingwood, so they don't have an easy run home. No, definitely not. <laughs> <And laughs> Michael's
0: go has got an email. <laughs> we'll check that in a minute. Uh, but we'll turn our attention towards Friday Night Footy. It's the Sydney Swans uh, taking on the Western Bulldogs at the SCG tonight. In for Sydney, Joel Amati, Peter Laddams, out Ryan Clark, Tom Hickey uh, and Logan McDonald. Uh, In for the Bulldogs, Tim English, Mitch Hannon, Ed Richards, out Hayden Crozier, Robbie uh, McComb, Tim O'Brien and Jordan Sweet.
1: Yeah, this game, I don't know whether Chris Hemsworth, we're talking about star factors before, Chris Hemsworth and Matt Damon are going to be at this game, Sam, considering it is in Sydney, Um, but this is a really interesting one, of course, Sydney coming off a shock loss against Essendon at the MCG, and if uh, Sydney were a bit more accurate, and um, you know, were a bit harder around the ball, I think they would have, uh, they probably would have got up against the Don. so yeah, Sydney just have a tendency this year, Sam, to, to lose a couple of easy games here and there, they lost to the Suns, which, as we we know have been a lot, lot, lot more improved this season. But yeah, Sydney have been a bit shaky. But it's um, yeah, really good opportunity for the Dogs. Uh, vulnerable position at thirty six on
0: percentage. They just dropped behind Richmond uh, in the eight. So If they don't, they don't, they'll give up their spot if they're not careful. Sydney, uh, St Kilda, and the Dogs, and maybe even the Suns will be clawing at their feet. Uh so interesting um I'm trying to remember who I tipped Yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to remember I as well I, last night
1: Look I've I've went with the swans here I I think I think despite Tom Hickey being out which is which is Undoubtedly a massive out considering Tim English comes back in and Peter Laddams has been a little bit suspect this season. I just think at home there's a lot, there's a lot at stake. Uh, they need to keep that top eight position. I know the dogs are fighting for a final spot, but, uh, I think it's a little too late for the dogs, but, um, I'm going to tip the swans here. Friday night action at SCG. I think they'll get get behind the... I think the fans will get behind them, Sam. Swans for me, too. Tomorrow afternoon, MCG
0: 145. It's Collingwood taking on North Melbourne. Blockbuster. Um, North Melbourne's first game at the MCG for the year. Uh, pretty interesting. Wow, that is... Collingwood play... Uh, sorry, Jeremy Howe comes in for Collingwood Out, Isaac Chug. Uh, Darcy Moore uh, is also injured. North Melbourne, couple changes here. Aiden Bonner, Callum Coleman-Jones, Flynn Perez... Bailey Scott, Jack Siebel, out. Two, Bonazavallagi, Aaron Hall, Jack Mahoney, Kane Turner, Josh Walker and Tristan Zeri. Uh, Interesting. Look, I'm not going to spend too much time. We've seen what North Melbourne produced up last week. They've broken a record for conceding points over consecutive games. It's just no good. The review's underway. Uh, and I don't see much longer for David Noble, and I think Collingwood will sweep this one.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm much of the same opinion. It's, uh, whenever Jeff Walsh comes into a football club, there seems to be a big clean out. So, uh, interestingly enough, you know, he was at North Melbourne for quite a while. Sam left on, um, pretty fascinating terms. So, uh, it's, it's interesting him <laughs> being back, but yeah, it, it doesn't, um, yeah, it doesn't look too good for him, unfortunately. But Jeremy Howe, this is a good story. And, um, Darcy Moore, apparently no structural, uh, damage. So he could well be back next week, which is an unbelievable story, which I think they definitely do need. So, um, I think, yeah, I think, I think Darcy Moore's trying to ring us and saying that he will be back next week. I think he's <laughs> confirming that. So, yeah, Collingwood for me, uh, Sam, but hopefully North put up a good fight at the MCG. Yeah, definitely.
0: 4.35, Gold Coast Suns take on Richmond at Metricon Stadium. Whoa, this is going to be a whopping game. Ins and outs for Gold Coast Suns, Sam Day, Jack Lukosius, Jeremy Sharp, out Connor Buderick, Oleg Markov, Isaac Rankin and James Tassardis. Richmond have Jake Arts, Ben Miller, Dion Prestia, out Josh Gibbs, Kane Lambert, Dustin Martin, Nick Floston. So a few big outs there mm. for the Tigers. Mm. Uh, massive opportunity here for the Suns. Uh, and I, I think I'm starting to build up this Sun yes. vibe. We, we want them to make the finals now. We do. The, the Giants have been up and around it. They've had their bit. Now let's get on the Giants
1: uh, Suns bandwagon, get to their first ever final series. I, I reckon they'd be massive. It would be massive. Oh, it's just It's been so heartbreaking, some of their losses, because they've been really close, uh, but particularly last weekend against Collingwood. If it wasn't for a, a Nick Dacos masterclass, I think the Suns would have been home in that one. Yeah, Isaac Rankin uh, out with health and safety protocols. Obviously, that's a massive blow for the Gold Coast Suns, but good to see Jack Lacocious, the unbelievably accurate kick uh, back in the side for the Gold Coast, and uh, Dion Prestia back in against his former side, Sam. So, yeah, th- this is a danger game for Richmond I I think you know I think the Gold Coast are a really good chance particularly at home but Despite all of that, I am tipping the Tigers. I've just got a bit more confidence in the way they're playing at the moment. But, yeah, obviously Dustin Martin, that's a huge out, and uh, we'll see just when he was just starting to get back to form as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think Richmond in this one, I think they were, they were out of form quite heavily when they lost to the Suns last year, but I'm tipping the Tigers here, Sam. Uh, Saturday night, football, St Kilda and Fremantle from Marvel
0: Stadium, 725 uh, in for the Saints, Dara Joyce, out Hunter Clark, Dougal Howard. Fremantle have just named Bailey Banfield out at this stage. Look, props to St Kilda last week. Definitely showed the Blues up. Uh, but I just still think that they're just not around it. Um, may just be, you know, a bit of nice breeze in the hot wind. Um <laughs> I think Fremantle. They've had a few tough times on Marvel this year, so yes. I, I don't know. They might want to rectify it. Um, definitely playing for a top four position. St. Kiliot, again, playing for finals. Look, they may surprise me. They may surprise us all tonight, but uh, I think Frio might just get it done. What's
1: your thoughts? Uh, I, I actually tip the Saints in this one. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I... I'm not, I'm not, maybe not as bullish as I was maybe about six weeks ago. I think they were in some really good form, but yeah, it, it was a sickening clash. Um, Hunter Clark and I think it was, uh, Dan Butler. I think that was, that was really hard to watch. Um, I think, uh, Hunter Clark's nose was, was, Severely out of joint, but look, I think the St Kilda are a different team at Marvel. They do play really well there, or albeit against uh, against and a couple of weeks ago, that, that that they showed them up. But I think I think St Kilda will be too strong here. I'm, I'm still a bit suspect about Fremantle at Marvel Stadium, as you mentioned, Sam. They don't play the gra- ground all that well, so tipping the Saints in this one. Okay, next to
0: Port Adelaide and the Giants, seven thirty, Adelaide Oval. Uh, ins for Port, Zach Butters, out Lockie Jones, Stephen Motlop, GWS, Lachlan Keefe, James uh, Petaling, out Connor Idoon, uh, Xavier Halloran and Zach Sproul. Uh Interesting game, this one. I, yeah. I think P- Port, uh, they're hanging on the edge somehow. About <laughs> have had a couple of late wins late, late in the season. Uh, Giants coming off a win last week. Uh, interesting, interesting. Uh, look, I think Port... Should I tip port now? I'm going Yes. <laughs> I did tip port. Oh, um, yes. I think yeah, they'll get it done in front of a home crowd, Giants just just slipping. Oh, I reckon it'll be a close one, but again,
1: teams probably not competing for finals. Yeah, they're, they're about three wins now outside of the eighth, so I think it'll be too difficult for both of these sides to make it. Um, Port Adelaide do have two wins uh, on the board against GWS, so like yeah, that that gap is is clearly there. But ironically, Sam, there's there's only one spot that separates them on the ladder, so twelfth v thirteenth in this one. But I will be tipping Port Adelaide at home. Uh, Sunday, Brisbane versus Essendon at
0: the Gabba, 1.10pm in four. Brisbane Lions, Thomas Berry, Nakaya Cockatoo, Darcy Fort, Tom Fullerton, Ryan Lester, James Madden, Reese Matheson, Carter Michael, a debut. Mitch Robinson back in. Henry Sharp out. Kalamachi, Jared Berry, uh. Keaton Coleman, Daniel McStay, Jackson Pryor, Daniel Rich, Dane Zorka, a couple of them hate, uh, COVID protocols. Unfortunately, mm. Essendon, Braden Ham, Andrew McGrath,
1: and Alec Waterman. Yeah, these are good ins, Sam, particularly, um, Andrew McGrath. He's, he's, ooh, are uh, Andrew McGrath, the pigeon. He is back in, um, this, This game is a real interesting one because they are some big outs for Brisbane. And, you know, Essendon are in good form. They haven't usually been able to string two wins together this season. So, um, obviously not expecting amazing things, but I think this is a gettable game, Sam, considering, you know, Essendon did play, you know, really fast, footy, unpredictable for the Swans to really catch. And, I think we've said it before, Sam, but, you know, these are the games that these top eight sides would be sweating on because, you know, those bottom four, bottom six sides yes. know yep. that they're gettable. And if if Essendon can do some carnage, particularly in what the latter ends it's up being at the end of the year, uh, they, they'll take that as a big W. It's
0: also sometimes a bit more ammu- ammunition into a yes, game. yes. In overall. saying that, though, I think the Lions will get it done. I think... <laughs> <laughs> had a bit of nice relief yes. from the painful years. Yes. But uh Bruce B- Danaher might kick a few. He hasn't it's been too good, but
1: he will pull them out, <laughs> don't you worry. He he might. Look, I am tipping the lines as well, but uh I will say this, um before I think it was before Darcy Parrish, or no, it was Zach Merritt. Uh, he went absolutely rampant in the first quarter when Brisbane and Essendon played each other earlier in the season. And I think it was uh, Jared Berry, or one of the Berries, went to him and completely uh, blanketed him in the second half. So... um I know Essendon don't do run with roles that often, but certainly that was a big game changer for Brisbane. So I think Essendon will be looking to put a, a bit of attention into whatever player runs with Zach Merritt, um, particularly because he was so prolific last time. And Lockie Neal was really prolific last time, Sam. So it would be interesting to see whether any players do go to him from Essendon. Maybe uh, Kyle Langford might have that role potentially with that big body deep inside that midfield. But yeah, Brisbane for me.
0: Hawthorne v Adelaide, 320 Sunday afternoon, Marvel Stadium. Hawthorne have in Denver, Granger, Barras, Kyle Hardigan, Daniel Howe, Finn McGuinness, Ben McAvoy, Josh Morris, Jai Sarong, Josh Ward, uh, Big Boy McAvoy. Oh boy. He'll uh, be very Big happy boy. with that. Lachlan Bramble. Out, Sam Butler, Will Day, Jack Gunston, James Werple. Adelaide Crows have Matt Crouch, Ben Davis, Will Hamill, Elliot Timmelberg, Shane McAdam, Ned McHenry. Out, Mitchell Hinge, Josh
1: Rochelle and Lockie Scholl. Big I've, game, I don't uh, reckon this is a yeah, good game th- th- This is a really good game um, Yeah, a little bit surprised it's not getting played at the MCG um, But I suppose maybe not the same sort of crowds that they'd expect If it was a Victorian side So yeah, good to see this at Marvel underneath the roof I've ended up tipping the Crows here uh, Despite Benny McAvoy coming back in Which, by the way, is that, that's a great story to see him back uh, in the Hawthorne lineup. I think he's only played a handful of times this season, Sam So great to see him back in uh, Going to tip the Crows here, away from home Hawthorne for me. I think they've had an up and down here, but a
0: big cr- home crowd at Marvel. Um, and, you know, yeah. Big boy, McAvoy. Oh, BT, boy. Big boy. <laughs> and to end round 17, Optus Stadium, uh, 440 Carlton taking on the Eagles. Uh, danger Game, as you said, Danger I was going to say, Sam? <laughs> yes. Greg Clark, Jai Cully, a debut. Harry Edwards, Luke Foley, Josh Kennedy, Ugh. Alex out <laughs> <Rutherton. laughs> Josh Rotham, Connor West, Elliot Yo, Carlton, Sam Durdin, Will Hayes, debut. Oh, yes. uh, from the Bulldogs, Matthew Owies, Jacob Wietering. Hey. Out, Brody Kemp. Uh, exciting Danger Game. As we say, massive. You need to counteract that loss. Um, uh, got a big game next week to focus on, but now we're going to go over to uh, Perth and beat uh, the West Coast Eagles in Perth, which I don't think we've done for many years. So, um, look, just need to get in hard and
1: get the work done and good to see Wheaters back. Absolutely. Great to see Wheaters back. Uh, That's going to be good just to get some form into him before finals come around. And, yeah, look, absolutely, unquestionably this is a danger game because the West Coast Eagles are playing pretty good footy. Uh, They they actually scored 90 points last week against the Tigers, so that was a bit of a surprise, pretty impressive from them, and they played really well at home against Essendon, which was a stirring victory. Don't think they can do it here, Sam. I'm going to tip the blue baggers uh, in the West.
0: Nice one. I hope I'm going to be happy face here next, well, <laughs> next It's a week. nervous
1: wait all weekend. <laughs> oh, okay, well,
0: that's round 17 of the footy action. When we come back, uh, we'll be having a more chat about eSports. We will,
1: Sam. A lot happening in the world of eSports with the League of Legend Nationals currently happening. So we'll be talking to Hayden Ting about how RMIT are faring in the competition. The Sports Desk
0: on your Friday morning feed-up, Buck Rogers. Uh, Before we wrap up the show,
1: we've got a great eSports chat to go through. Uh, Michael, take us away. We do. So currently the uh, eSports League of Legend Nationals are happening with Unisport and RMIT have been performing quite well. So we've got the coach... In the studios live, Hayden Ting, welcome. Pleasure to have you here in person and um, yes, thank you for joining us. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, indeed. Now, Hayden, give us a quick introduction to you as as an eSports player, person, coach, enthusiast of eSports. Tell us a bit about yourself and, and how you got into gaming and how you found yourself
2: at RMIT in the current role that you're in. Well... I joined the club because I had a passion for... I was a spying pro, and then I um, ended up joining LCO. I'm a support for Kanga Esports. Um, yeah, and I just... When I joined the club, I was just an amateur player, and I kind of developed my, developed my way up... And um, here I am just trying to get back to the amateur league and trying to help people work, to try and go pro. That's fantastic. Um, how, would you, how would you
1: sort of rate um, in, your, in your time here at RMIT the sort of the talent that we actually have, the sort of pool of players coming through? Um, is, is it, do we have some pretty talented players? And, and is it a good breeding ground, I suppose, for elite players um, you know, to come here and, and to sort of try out their talents?
2: Yeah, it could be it could be a pretty good um, trying out ground for the for some talent. There's some our top laner and ADC are pretty good. Yeah, mechanically, um, yeah. The support, the, the club like really helps us like improvement stuff with coaching stuff and management to help us get scrims for games and also enter us into tournaments and stuff. We have a lot of support from the uni. That's fantastic to hear. And Sam, we're eager, aren't we? we? We
1: need to find out what is going on in the League of Legends eSports world, don't we?
0: Yeah, well, we heard about it all last week, and we're excited to kind of get our heads around it. This has become more of a regular <laughs> thing here on the sports desk, uh, and getting behind um, our local teams here. Um, so... Good to see traveling. So we're traveling well in that game.
1: Yeah,
2: traveling well. Team's performing very, very well.
1: That's good to hear. Have you have you got a score update for us? And <laughs> uh,
2: and what and what the the competition looks like this weekend? What what are things looking like? Uh, well, the competition is um, it's pretty pretty decent. Yeah, uh, teams like performing really well against the top teams. So we're not really we're we're confident we'll get top three. Wow, that is that's good to top hear. Three, wow. Top three out of how many universities? Do you know how many universities are actually competing? I'm not really sure, actually. But we were the best teams last week, so we're confident. Well, we had a bit of the trolling from our uh, with the with um with an account issue, but yeah, we can we been the top teams. We you know. Have some good coaching staff like myself. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely.
1: D- tell us actually, because obviously we talk a lot about um, you know in person sports here, and obviously mm. you know, a lot of this competition is online. Um, h- how do you go about coaching your team? And, and, and what sort of h- how would you say it's different to, to traditional sports in how you coach and how you get a message across and, and how you mentor your players, particularly in the heat of the battle?
2: Um, well, the way I mentor my players is um, just like. Just building um, like a rapport with the players is especially m- really important when coaching them because the ability to work as a team is better than their gameplay. So I'm more focused on building a relationship with the players and being friends rather than actual gameplay. That comes that comes second.
1: Yeah, it, it sounds like from what you've told me, they're they're pretty independent in how talented they are with their gameplay. So that that certainly sounds mm. good and. You- Seem seems very confident, Sam, about about you know our prospects finishing top three. Yeah, so, definitely. And it's obviously it's a long competition too because the the grand final is on the twenty fourth of July. So we're only into the second weekend of of competition. So do you know who your opponents are this week? Um, not too sure, but we'll we'll beat them. I love, the I, love com- the I love the confidence. <laughs> <This is> fantastic! <laughs> Did you mention some, some of the AFL coaches are like that before the, the round? Oh, I'd love to do press <laughs> conferences with them. Oh yeah, we'll smash everyone. We'll finish. We'll finish first. And, yeah, we'll just beat them. Humiliate yeah, be them. So, That's if good. we were to watch some of
0: the the great action on the
2: weekend, where can we follow this? Um, on the US website, there's. If you make an account, you can be able to watch it live on stream. And um, if you follow the Eastlots Club, you'll go into the Unisports section. You'll be able to find um, all the deta- details about it on the dates and stuff.
1: Now, Hayden, just finally, for, for those people out there who... May not watch or follow League of Legends. What can they look out for with our RMIT team? Like, what are what are some tactical things? What are what are some what are some sort of team building exercises or or sort of ways that you go about playing the game that, that that are uniquely RMIT esports? are there any particular things when you when you're playing that you go that's a that's an RMIT style thing that they're doing there?
2: Um, not particularly. We, I know what I'm coaching right now is just more of a textbook style kind of. Um, way of, of learning, and um, the information I give to the players is basically from the textbook, yeah, of league. So it's nothing, anything special. We're just trying to play the game as it's meant to be.
1: Fantastic. Uh, we 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 love that. And uh, and you'll be you'll be you'll be coaching from home, or will will the players sort of come together and and sort of have a couple of uh, pre-game meetings? What, what's sort of the format for the weekend?
2: Um, yeah, usually I think I'm planning this weekend to review our last few games, and. Um, Pre-game, we don't really do pre-game drafts, but we do that just before the game starts. But um, yeah, there's preparation, not really necessary. We're going to beat them this weekend. Wow, absolutely love
1: the confidence, Sam. It, it sounds absolutely exciting. If you do want to follow the esports League of Legends, go to the UniSport website and you can find the Twitch stream key there, and you can watch it. And it's going to be super duper exciting. Thanks again for joining us today, Hayden. Thank you very much. And I, th- I thought build us build up a bit of special.
0: This is the League of Am I right? Is this the League of Legends music? Oh, I don't know that he's got headphones so he can't hear it. But <laughs> I thought that music's sure is the music, is this it? So if right th- this music, is if this Hayden? is anything like the game. He, he's, oh, oh. <laughs>
1: he's just he's just he's verifying it. Is has he got the right music there, Hayden?
2: I'm not really sure, actually.
1: <laughs> oh, no. See, he's too well, focused on winning, Sam. No, it's he's no, he's 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 true. About he's got his music. head in the
0: game. No, Mate, but if, if the music's focused. anything like the game, it, it just sounds epic of all proportions.
1: <laughs> I'm really so I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> this is going to be great. Well, I look forward Adam, to that. thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much. And that about wraps us up on the sports desk this morning. couple things, Michael, to wrap up with. Yes. Uh, closing things. The Reckling Community Cup, we spoke about this uh, not too long ago. Uh, Channel 31 or dot. you can stream it live at 2pm tomorrow. You can relive all the action, including the live bands after it. So if you weren't there, um, catch up on it. Uh, it's a
1: great bit of fun. Australia versus Sri Lanka. Second test kicks off today at 2.30pm. So, Australia Australian skipper Pat Cummings is considering using Glenn Maxwell, who, of course, hasn't played a test match since 2017, as a third spinner option for the second test uh, at Gailey. Uh, so, that will be huge. Um, he will take the place of Mitchell Stark if he does get selected. And also, cricket has been named in the Commonwealth Games for 2022 in Birmingham oh. for women's cricket. So, this is the second ever time, Sam, that cricket will be played. At the Commonwealth Games. It was once played in Kuala Lumpur in 1998 ODI men's cricket. So, this will of course include England, India, Australia, Pakistan, New Zealand, South Africa, Barbados, and Sri Lanka. So, Birmingham, uh, July the 28th is yeah, I was when about it to will be. La- so, how many weeks that? Yes, a couple of weeks. Um, so, of course, just after RMIT win the grand final <laughs> in the esports. So, uh, it'll be four days after that, Sam. So, that'll begin on the 28th of July. So, we can't wait to see cricket at the Commonwealth Games. That's all from me and that's all from me you can catch the sports
0: desk on our socials uh, Facebook and Instagram and uh, Michael and Jimmy will be back on Monday afternoon from 4 and we'll be back of course here on this seat on this station Friday 9am next week that's it for some of us thank you very much thank you